Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, the 11th. Um, today's episode is going to be on racism. It's not going to be too in-depth because there's just too much going on in this world. Ever since George Floyd, um, this world has took a, a crazy turn. Some are positive, you know, obviously, and then some are really negative. All the closet room racists came out in a way that they weren't even trying to come out. You know, that's the crazy part. It's like, I have identified personally a few people that were in my close circle that I didn't really understand. I didn't know that they were racist. And um, yeah, they were sharing information with me uh, prior to the George Floyd uh, murder. That's because that's what I call it. He was murdered in cold blood, if you ask me. You know. But uh, prior to that uh, incident, um, I had a friend of mine show, show me a video, and and uh, you know, as we were communicating through text, you know, I did, you know, there was a pattern, a pattern of racism. I didn't really pick it up. And uh, just so you guys know, um, I'm a light-skinned Puerto Rican. I'm 100% Puerto Rican. Both my parents are from Puerto Rico, born and raised. And um, I was an army brat, and uh, my father, we, we moved around all over the world, right? And then uh, once we got into the States, you know, we weren't, <laughs> it wasn't off the bat where we grew up in, like, really good neighborhoods. You know, we were, we were mixed in with the ghetto, you know? And, um, you know, even at points where we were uh, far away from the ghetto, where we thought was far away from the ghetto, we, were, we, we would find ourselves... Um, going to the ghetto because that's where we felt mo most comfortable because that's where all the Hispanics, the blacks, and you know, every all, all of us minorities, if you will, would hang out and get together and and have a good time. You know, that's how it was back then. We had a bond and, and racism just didn't exist in our minds. You know, maybe racism was was a thing and all that, but we didn't see it that way because you know we just didn't see it like that. You know, we didn't have that hate in our blood. Never did, never, and never will. And uh, so I guess I was blind to the racism thing. Up until um, I went to um, a place in New York. I won't say the name, so I don't want to, you know, destroy their, their name, their community by talking bad upon them. But there was a place that I went to. We finally moved. We were fortunate enough. We had an opportunity. Well, my father had an opportunity, a job opportunity that allowed him to live in a specific place in New York, in Westchester County, I'll say, which is bougie for me. <laughs> you know? And uh, in turn gave him a house to live in so as long as he worked for that company, so he would be able to live basically close to free as long as he worked for the company, right? So we live, this is our first time living in a big house in a white neighborhood. You know, everything was awesome. You know, we made it out, you know? That was the big thing we always say, like, we made it out, fuck this. We're Gucci now. <laughs> so I started going to school, whatever, and it wasn't, to, it wasn't until I started wearing uh, my prideful Puerto Rican attire, <laughs> as, as I call it, because, you know, every Puerto Rican day parade, if we couldn't make it down to the city to celebrate in March or whatever the case is, then 
we would go to school or we would just for the for, for the whole entire day we would just be decked out in straight up puerto rican stuff like it would be like a big flagged t-shirt um big puerto rican flag all over it, very obnoxious looking thing and um what else it, it, it beads like we had necklaces and and of puerto rican flags and from head to toe we were just dripping full of freaking puerto rico you know puerto rican flag stuff and uh yeah we were very prideful i remember my brother my older brother we were in uh was in middle school i think it was and um he was rocking our uh our really close family friend that we call cousin even though she isn't she made us uh, while we were in Texas, she made us these uh, beads, for, uh, these necklaces made out of beads, and uh, it made a Puerto Rican flag, and uh, we wore that pretty much all the time. It was our favorite thing to wear, so we, we finally brought it to school, and, uh, you know, people were just, I mean, they, they gave us so much shit. It was as if, like, nobody knew we were Spanish. You know, everybody finally was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Jamie, you're, you're Puerto Rican? Yeah, why? What's up? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no reason. Just whatever. And then they would walk away and forget it. I never heard a peep from that individual. And then um, after that, then I hear, oh, I'll hear the word, that nasty word, spick. I've never, I was, I have never been called a spick before that. And that was when things started to go down in a crazy, vicious spiral because the racism just poured out of everybody's pores, you know? It was just leaking out, and it was just like, it was a shock for me and my brother, because like, we we didn't think of racism like that ever, you know? We didn't think racism existed like that because of where we came from. It was just never heard of. And then uh, I remember this one time, this fat piece of shit <laughs> saw my brother wearing the, uh, the Puerto Rican necklace, and he goes up to him and tries to rip it off his neck. He couldn't rip it off because, you know, I guess she used 550 cord, which is, if you know anything about 550 cord, it's strong as shit. And uh, so he struggled trying to rip it off, so he didn't. He wasn't able to. And the guy was like 10 times like bigger than my brother, not muscle-wise, but he was just a big, heavy dude, fat fuck. And uh, long story short, he tried to, to tear it off with his mouth. Like He grabbed him, brought him in closer by the freaking necklace, and tried to rip it off with his mouth, like gnaw it off like a fucking savage. And uh, before you knew it, they were, I mean, just like old school days, man. It was a, a big ass circle around those two and they fucking duked it out for a while. And uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy because that was the first fight that I felt like it was just, uh, it was a, uh, you know, it was racism right there. It was just like pure racism. You had no reason to fight my brother. My, my brother would never look for a fight like that. You know what I mean? Not at that age anyway. <laughs> um... Besides, we were scared of shit as my at my father. Like we, we wouldn't do anything that would ever, ever influence my father to go to school because he would embarrass the shit out of us. He used to always say, you know, you do something stupid, I'm gonna go to school and in front of your principal and all your fucking peers, I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. And we, trust me, we took that and said, Roger that. Nah, I ain't fucking doing anything stupid. You got it, pops. We feared my father because of our childhood, because of the abuse. So. You know, we never, we never try to fuck up anyway. And, uh, but like I said, the word spick was introduced to me in, in middle school. And um, I knew what the word was, but I never heard it from anybody's mouth. So when I first heard it, I was just like, whoa, what? It was like somebody dropped the N-bomb. And for me, 
I, I couldn't hear that word. Like, and I noticed like some some black people that I that I went to school with in that white community, they would hear the N bomb and they would just be like, eh. And I'm just and for me, it made my blood just boil to the point where I fought that person because he said the N word. But when I heard this the the S word, that that hurt me more than infuriated me, if that makes sense. I wasn't filled with rage, so I guess I put myself in, in that black boy's perspective, like of of that racist word, you know, because you never really you never hear those words, you know, and then when you hear it and it's directed to you, it's like, whoa, what the fuck do I do with my hands right now? Like, you really don't know what to do because all these years you've grown up and you, you've really never known racism. You know, you, you've never saw things, you know, like that. You know, that colored thing, it never existed. You know, it was never even a, a thought process. But when that culminating event happened, when it finally came and it was just like, boom, spick. It was just like, oh, fuck. It was, it was almost as if like all this weight dropped on your shoulders to the point where you just couldn't move anymore. It was like, because you want to fight. You want to fight, but you just have too much weight on your shoulders. It was, it was overwhelming, to say the very least. And, um, and like I said before, I'm a, I'm a light-skinned Puerto Rican. It's like nobody even knew I was Puerto Rican until I wore something that, that had the Puerto Rican flag on it, embroidered on it or whatever. And it was just like, wait a fucking minute, we thought you were one of us type of feeling. And I was just like, nah, I'm Puerto Rican still. You know, I'm Spanish. You know, and then at the point, like, I couldn't even talk to my mother in English too much because she didn't really know English too much like her English was horrible and uh, you know me, my sister and my brother would argue that her accent got thicker over the years not better uh, but yeah it was always like that every time I got on the phone like if I was in a white neighborhood I got on the phone I was speaking Spanish on the phone they would look at me like I was like an alien from outer fucking space you know I never got treated with uh, with that level of respect that I that I got treated with before everybody found out that I was, you know, Hispanic. Um, so I went through the struggles throughout middle school and high school. Many fights. We had many, many, many fights. I would fucking jump into my brother's fights. He would jump into my fights. And it was just like, an, it was an everyday fucking battle. And with towns, like, people would talk, like, especially the jocks, like, the people that played football and the stars over there, they would talk to each other from different towns, and they, they would freaking uh, come up with some kind of game plan to meet us where we lived, and, they, you know, they would drive with, like, six, seven cars trying to, you know, do harm to us, and we would be outside with baseball bats and all types of craziness, because, you know, we didn't give a fuck where we came from. You know, a fight, a fight was nothing to us, whether it was a fair one or a fucking, you know, unfair one. We were outside ready to, you know, go at it didn't matter to us you know but but we were always ready to fight racism because uh but like i said we never we never dealt with it we never believed in it you know up until that point and uh once that once that hate was built up in my body like and even to this day like i still i have no race bone in my body and i never will ever look at anybody any different just because i went through x y and z you know, not like I married a white girl. You know what I mean? 
I, st I have zero hatred towards any human being based off of their skin or their background. You know, um, I've always been the type of person, like, I, I don't judge any book by its cover, you know? And I don't just read the back, you know? I pour into that book. I want to know about it before I place a judgment, you know what I'm saying? But now that I'm older and I fast forward now to, to the point that I'm at now and I'm like, I'm seeing every all these events that are happening, these, these hate crimes and all this other shit, the, you know, the George Floyd, the, the most recent, you know, and it makes me wonder, I'm like, you know, this, it's a fucked up world that we live in, man. And there's a lot of closet room racism. Uh, you know, a lot of people are so racist that you wouldn't even believe. Like for me, I lost a couple of friends over the, the course of uh, a couple of weeks now. Ever since this George Floyd um, incident happened and uh, and there was a lot of discussions being had on social media and I placed, uh, you know, my two cents on it and um, and I was criticized for it. You know, a lot of people hit me up. They were like, yo, what the fuck's your problem? Why would you even write that? That's not fucking true. Uh, it was a technique. I'm like, no, 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 fuck your technique. You know, that was straight up wrong. Whether it was a, a form of racism or not, it was wrong. You know, and uh, unfortunately, you know, some people can perceive it to be a form of racism. And rightfully so. Like, you have every right to perceive it however you want to perceive it. Because that's, that's your right to perceive things how you want to perceive them. Or how you feel that they should be perceived based off of the facts, what you see, you know. Um, if I see somebody struggling, like if I see a female struggling with some guy and he's choking her out. Then I'm, I'm like, oh, that, he's raping her. And he may not be raping her. Maybe he's trying to hug her or whatever in an aggressive way because that's what they're used to or whatever. But I see a rape about to happen. That's my perception. That's what I saw. You get what I'm saying? So I think that social media is the devil anyways because of all the, the fake news that gets pushed out from all these, uh, these fake news channels and fake news media um, whether it's on, on, on TV or just uh, websites or whatever the case is, they just push so much garbage. And it flows. It flows into the social media uh, platforms. And people just, they share. They have that stupid share button. I mean, it's not stupid because, you know, there's obviously good information out there that people share and it's, and it, and it's you know, beneficial. But there's certain platforms or certain news networks and stuff that push garbage for a certain agenda that maybe you're not realizing until the future until the impact's over you know there's and everything like my advice to you guys that, that are listening right now is that and this is something that I've learned like just recently because it took me 33 years to realize this when something happens and uh, and it's it impacts you in a, in a very very personal way right um, don't react right away. Don't react right away because anytime you have a knee-jerk reaction, right? You have that that, sens that sensation to, to say something, to, to you know expose your opinion on something or whatever the case is. Your opinion may not be correct, and it may just be based off of pure anger and hatred at the moment because of the significance of it, right? So when when that situation happened to George Floyd. So many people just fucking boom slammed the entire police force. You know, all cops are fucking bad now. And that wasn't necessarily true. But you were angry. And I was angry as well. 
you know. So I understood where it was coming from, you know. But then all of these fake articles started fucking populating over my my news feeds from people the, from black, uh, from the black community, and it was just like it got ugly really quick. And as you all know, you saw the news, the rioting, the looting, and all the violence that that just freaking happened overnight. A lot of people um, took, I, I would say, opportunists took this situation and uh, wreaked havoc. They destroyed, you know, and uh, they took the stage away from the Black Lives Matter movement, and they and they tarnished a lot of the meaning behind it which in turn was a vicious cycle because now you know all the rioting and the looting you know all of america was watching but they were all for the black lives matter movement and all this stuff and they saw the rioting the looting and all that stuff and now now everything changed it was just like whoa what the fuck we're not we're not supporting this and a lot of people turned that blind eye and it was just like it was unfair for the black lives matter movement it was unfair for the people that were trying to you know do the right thing or whatever and um yeah it just tarnished it because of those fucking antifa and and those uh, opportunists or whatever you want to call them you know they fucked it up they fucked it up for them and not 100 percent because you know obviously there's still pro peaceful protests happening and and uh, a lot of things that are being done to you know better this this country because you know uh all these situations, especially with the George Floyd, like that brought into the limelight, you know, all the bullshit that's happening behind closed doors, all the all the racism, everything that's, that's been built up, you know, and and uh, leading up to the this day, it was just like, bam, hold up, time out, let's let's look into this, you know, and the right people took the time to do their investigations to. Uh, to build their own opinion on it and to share that opinion weeks later maybe and that's my that's my um, that's my thought that's my uh, my tip for anybody is that once something happens you cannot react in a knee-jerk fashion you cannot react like that because that's only gonna that's only gonna bring negativity and especially if you're trying to convey a message a particular message or or trying to um, uh, you know, protest and, and make things happen, you're you're not going to be heard if you result to violence right away. You know, they, there's an old saying, um, an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind, right? And that's, that's, that's true. That's very true. And I learned that in my later years. You know, it took me 30-something years to, to realize that. But the bigger thing is, don't react right away. Get the facts. Um, take your time digest everything you know digest everything whatever you see on social media whatever and that and i love how facebook has the fact finder thing you know when you post something and it's a and it's a false um you know it's a false article or false picture or whatever there's an automatic fact finder that says ah, no, no, that's bullshit i love that because too many people have the opportunity, the ability to, to create some fucking bullshit. Like I remember the the day of, uh, or the next day, or whatever, whatever day it was that Donald J. Trump was holding a Bible in front of the uh, the church. Right? A lot of people cropped Hitler, and uh, they made this fucking meme 
to be like, oh, this is this is what he was doing, X, Y, and Z, creating all this evil, building up all this rage, and 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 there's no telling where that came from, where that originated from. I have my own personal views, but I won't even say that here because it's not this platform, this podcast is not for that. We're here to talk about racism, racism, adversities, and and uh, all the other things that we talk about that we face on a day to day. You know, all this like racism is part of. Um, dealing with behavioral health issues because racism makes people depressed, right? A lot of people have PTSD from racism, you know, from 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 hate crimes and all this other stuff, and like that's so that ties into uh, behavioral health issues. I won't talk to, about politics or whatever because that's just not what I do here, you know. But um, yeah, my 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 tip for you guys today for this episode is just to to digest things before you react, you know. That's uh, Reacting right away is not a good recipe, you know, and um, unfortunately, it it, uh, it takes away from the from the bigger message, the bigger piece of the pie, and um, and yeah, you don't want that, especially in these in these troubling times, man. It's it's hard out here, man. 2020 has been such a disaster with the COVID-19, and that's another thing. A lot of people out there protesting. I see a lot of people with no masks and stuff like that. People are gonna get sick, man. I mean, whether whether you believe the COVID-19 is a real thing or not, I mean, a lot of people died, and that's real. You can't you can't fake death. I mean, a lot of people have died from COVID-19, and people are out there protesting without masks, and and you know they're not six feet apart. They're not even close to six feet apart. And a lot of people say, well, that six feet apart was bullshit from the beginning, because blah 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 blah. I get it. I totally get it. But y'all too damn close. Elbow. I mean, shoulder to shoulder is too damn close. Especially without a mask, no gloves, you know, y'all are too much, too much. I got kids, man. I'm not trying to jeopardize any one of them. You know what I'm saying? So just be careful out there, guys. That's that's my message. Be careful, be cognizant, and uh, be smart. You know, don't react right away when it, you know, in regards to anything that, that triggers you and makes you feel that, that boiling blood feeling and all that stuff just please man just take your time digest everything know the facts learn the facts know the history and uh and then once you're all good and calm then then go ahead and and you can maybe write something down you know in a poetic form or whatever form you want to collect your thoughts organize them and then you know you can go on your facebook and post the status of whatever it is that you want to post you know, and that and that's a healthy way of doing it. You know, just let people know when you post too, because a lot of people will attack you because you have your own opinion, which is fucked up. That's the world that we live in, though, right? A lot of people, ju- there's a lot of Judge Judy's out there. You can't post anything nowadays without somebody commenting on your, 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 your post. You know, right under your caption, like, ah, oh, fuck this. You believe in that? You're a fucking piece of shit. Blah blah blah. You know, I get it. You know, it happens to me all the time. But you know, you got, you gotta, if you can. If you can, uh, under settings, minimize the amount of people that comment or just disable comments in general if you can, if you have that ability, I would do that because honestly, like, sometimes I just want to share my thought on something and not necessarily have a conversation about it, you know, and I don't want to argue with anybody. I just want to, this is my opinion. This is coming from little old me. You don't have to take it for nothing. I'm no politician. I don't, I don't care about X, Y, and Z. I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm here to vent. Boom. I want to drop this right here and that's it. And that's perfectly fine. That's a way of using an outlet to vent, right? And that's hundred percent normal. And I think that that should be allowed. That should be acceptable. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, I lost so many people on social media because I posted X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, how petty are you? You know, why are you deleting me as a friend? Because we don't have the same belief. We don't have the same views on things. That's stupid. That's, that's ridiculous. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, their own views. Suck it up, buttercup. That's the world that we live in. Is it, is it, is it right? Yeah, it's right. It's, you know, everybody has their own fucking <laughs> own opinion. That's it. Bottom line. Um, you know, and another thing, if you're, if you're out there protesting, uh, peacefully, especially for those that are peacefully protesting, um, don't let this be something that's uh, a trend for a couple of weeks. I already seen, uh, the numbers dropped ridiculous you know over the course of you know a couple of weeks don't let those numbers die let your voices be heard you know this is not something that's trending right now if you strongly feel something and it's big enough for you to fight for then stay out there continue the good fight do what you got to do but know what you're doing that's the bigger thing that's the bigger thing. But anyways, I don't want to run my, my lips too much about this. Um, but I do want to let you guys know that racism still exists. It's a it's an evil thing. It's an evil way of thinking. It all starts in the mind. You know, it was, it, it's something that, you know, it, you're not born with, but you're taught. You know, so if you're in an area where, you know, a certain amount of people are racist, racist or whatever in there, you know, try to figure figure out what you can do to stop that. Because if we can nip it in the bud right here, you know, and then save the future for our children to live in a, uh, not a racist free, because it will never be racist free, unfortunately, but, you know, to ha just have a better future, man. This, this way of thinking is sick. It's demented. You know, we should never think like that. You know, and I'm, I have fear for my children in the future, man. And I'm sure a lot of people do, you know. Um, the, the crime, everything's just so far up. They want to defund the police. I mean, oh my God, I can't even. Such a loaded conversation, guys. Let me, let me just shut up. But um, like I said, guys, use your outlets like I always talk to you about. Um, never, don't knee-jerk rea re react to anything that you hear or see. You know, um, have your own thinking, educate yourself, and then and then have your opinion and, and put it out there. If you if you want to put it out there, you don't have to. I'm just saying, if you, if you feel the need to put it out there, just make sure you educate, take time to decompress and organize everything. All right. So because if you don't, you're gonna create more of a problem in this world. And um, and yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully I could post uh, Wednesday or Thursday. If not, you know, I'll, I'll post somewhere in the week, throughout the week, I promise you. I hope everybody has a blessed weekend. I hope everybody's staying safe and staying cool. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.